Blog Talk Radio. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran former law enforcement officer and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Collision of Faith and Politics. This is the fastest hour in radio. Welcome to all our warfighters and sheepdogs, uniformed and clandestine service, standing on the line for us. I am very blessed to have troops listening live from Iraq, Afghanistan, Kuwait, Qatar, and stateside. Special Semper Fi to the deployed Marines from the Tidewater area of Virginia. BG, keep your head up. You're doing great work over there. And also to the United States Army Ranger officer who is serving us in parts unknown. Listen, stay strong. You're leading from the front. You are doing it right. And I'm proud of you. And so many others are. And to a certain ranger instructor teaching rangers how to be rangers in Fort Benning, Georgia, I'm proud of you too. Served many tours over in Afghanistan, and we're proud of your conduct there, and we're proud that you're back. We're glad you're back. We want to help you and all of your fellow combat soldiers to return well appreciated and well loved and well taken care of. Welcome also to the soldiers and civilians serving on our behalf over in in Europe be careful. Islam is thick over there. We're praying for you daily. Welcome also to my listeners who are Gold Star families. Americans, you know that there are people in your town who've lost children, spouses, parents, aunts, uncles in this war that we're fighting right now. Did you know that 19,000 Americans have been killed since 9-11-01? Do you know who they are? Well, why don't you know? They're in your town. I'll always remember your sacrifice. Here at the show, we will never forget you. Special shout-out, as always, to our Gold Star families and volunteers at the Michael Strange Foundation, America's Mighty Warriors, and Operation 300. We love you. We're proud of what you've done with this tragedy. Your sons are all up in heaven telling Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord and God, those are my parents. Aren't they awesome? Hey, listen, uh, the Michael Strange Foundation is having a benefit uh, it's a it's a beef and beer, and I'm assuming that involves beef, and that involves beer. And uh, April 11th, 2015, 8 p.m. until midnight at St. Dominic's Church at 8510 Frankfurt Avenue in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 191136. There's an appearance by, and you've, you all know who this guy is, comedian Joe Conklin, the man with a thousand voices. He is amazing. There's going to be a DJ there. Uh, Eminem, uh, he's a, a famous DJ, and there's a Chinese auction, a 50-50 and a t-shirt sale, and there's a special auction item. It's a signed Philadelphia Flyers jersey. There'll be some Navy SEALs coming up from uh, their base of operations here on the East Coast uh, from DevGrew. It's $30 per person, and this helps support the foundation. I work with this foundation. Uh, I do some counseling there and some speaking there and and try to help them any way that I can. I know they're great people. My friend Sean and Angie, they're heavily involved with Charlie and Marianne Strange. Uh, folks, did you know that just in Pennsylvania alone, there's 289 fallen soldiers and 7,400 nationwide who've been killed in action in the Iraq and Afghanistan war. For tickets to this awesome event, contact Charlie Strange at 215. All this information is on the facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio Show, uh, our, our show page. Uh, Sean, a great fireman, uh, military fireman, takes care of that and does a great job. 
So it's there. The information is there, 215-983-470, or call Mary at 215-779-5495. That's 215-779-5495. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you got to go. You got to do this thing. They're having a flyers night, and I'm trying to find. I think the information is on the Facebook page too, because I know there's a flyers night going on too, and and uh, it's an actual flyers game. You go, you go there where the flyers play, and uh, they are donating. It's a, it's sponsored. Uh, they're sponsoring uh, the Michael Strange Foundation for the night, and they're playing the Red Wings. I'll have to get those dates for you because uh, I thought I knew what they were, and I don't. So my apologies for that. Um, I might have it in here somewhere, but no, I don't. So we'll get that information to you. It'll be on the Facebook page, uh, Facebook uh, God and Country Show page there, and you can get that. Or you can get it from the michaelstrangefoundation.org, michaelstrangefoundation.org, Healing the Family. These people do awesome stuff. And uh, I know it firsthand because I watch it happen and get plugged in. Or call. Listen, if you want more information on that, just call 215-983-4470 or 215-779-5495. Hey, listen, my friend and Gold Star sister told me of a quote from a Gold Star dad. And, and this dad, you know what a Gold Star, if you don't know what a Gold Star is, you haven't been listening to the show as much as you were first time. A Gold Star, and it's a, it's, it's a club you don't ever want to be in. It's It's when... Your loved one is killed in combat. Your child, your husband, your wife, uh, your father, or your mother, your brother, or your sister. Uh, America isn't at war. American soldiers are at war. America's at the mall. Listen, you, you already know the condition of your world. For Pete's sake, you live in it. You live in your world, right? You better know. And if you're listening to this live broadcast right now as an American living in America or an American service person serving overseas, you will undoubtedly agree the condition of our country is no longer perilous. The condition of our country is actually tragic, and it's on the precipice of utter failure. The time to sit about and wring our hands with forlorn faces as we type our many complaints on the Facebook or the Twitter, it's long over. These are barefoot-in-the-snow days. As Washington said, I'm, I'm to, on today's show, I'm going to give you boots for the battlefield, boots for your battlefield. Put them on, lace them up tight, and here we go. Now's the time of action, folks. But see, the, the thing, you know, I say action, and people say to me all the time, well, Dr. Sean, Ninja Pastor, what to do? What to do? On this episode, my great guest, the Honorable Elizabeth Letchworth, uh, with her I am revealing um, what some of America's real problems are. And, and I have to tell you, they're not what you might think. Also on this episode, um, we're going to get to the truth of what's really going on in Washington and how that impacts you. And more than that, Elizabeth is going to tell you what you can do to save the country. Listen, isn't it about time we get to action rather than complaints? Abraham Heschel uh, has a quote that I, I cling to. It's something sacred hangs in the balance of every moment. Tick tock. Listen, share this episode with your friends on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and all that. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the Ninja Pastor and uh, share it with your email list too. We really appreciate that. Let's see here. All right, are we linked in? Can we hear you? I can hear you fine, Sean. What a great intro! How are you? I am wonderful. There is a little bit of a snow event up here, uh, so so as you know, as you know, and I don't know what happens up here. You know, you lived in D.C. for so so long. Uh, I don't know if you know this. You probably remember this, but but apparently, when there is going to be a snowstorm, you must have French toast. It's, it yes, must you got to have eggs, food. bread, and milk all at the yes. same time. You run out of every single bit of it all at the same time. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I've never, I've never understood it. I really, I really don't understand it. Hey, in our first hour, I don't know on the other network. Uh, listen, we're going to be expanding here. While I'm thinking of it, I don't know if you know, we're going to be expanding here to two hours very soon here on Blog Talk Radio, uh, and we're open to do two hours seven days a week if we like. But starting yesterday, we are broadcasting our Kehala live. So folks can join us. And you know, I didn't do any advertising for it. Uh, it. It was just absolutely blowing my mind. But we had, I think so far, 196 people have downloaded that. And we had 17 or 31 or some kind of number listening to it live. I don't know how people find out about this, but they do. Oh my. And it's amazing. I know. That's amazing. I'm happy for you, Sean. Knock them dead, buddy. Knock them dead. Oh, You're thank great. You. Thank you. We're trying to get her done. Hey, listen, uh, we have a chat function here. Last week, I have to apologize, folks. I didn't click on that little button, and there were a gazillion messages there. When I found the button, uh, <laughs> I realized, oh, all these people have all these cool things to say. There's a chat button there, and you can click in on chat, and it's the funnest thing ever. And I, I will do my best to multitask and respond. Um, and folks can call in at 646 646- Five nine five four six four one, and and we'll have some fun. We always have fun with you, Elizabeth. You are a, uh, a just such a bright and shining representation of what true patriots are and what can be done. On today's first hour, we had a guy, and you may know of him. Uh, he's one of the co-founders of the Center for Self Governance, Mark Herr. I do and, know who he is. Yes. Yeah, and uh, they're doing a class in Delaware at the Bible Fellowship Christian Church on February 21st, 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Um, and L- Foundations in Self-Governance, Learning How to Apply Self-Governance, Principles to Exercise Civic Authority. And I, I want to read this really quick to you. And by the way, you can register for this at www.centerforselfgovernance.com or email Delaware. CSG at Gmail with questions. Tell them Dr. Sean the Ninja Pastor sent you, and I'll be seeing you there. That's February 21st to Saturday, 8.30 to 4.30. But let me read this to you. As citizens, we often lack the political knowledge, skills, and ability to articulate our desire to make the policy changes necessary to restore our government to its proper role. Modern civics training teaches conventional political theories. The Center for Self-Governance teaches unconventional, tried and tested techniques in applied civics proven to keep the republic. CSG training puts you, the citizen, in the driver's seat of self-governance. You choose the issues, you choose the candidates, and you choose the agendas to address just as our government of, by, and for the people was designed. How much do we love that? I love it. I mean, Sean, I love it. You know, we have, I say this all the time, we have the greatest representative government in the world, but it only works if we make it work. It is right. what it is, representative government. So if we're asleep and, you know, I don't mean that in a in a bad way, but if we're raising our kids and taking our kids to soccer practice and all of that, and we don't even bother to know who our members of Congress are or let alone what the mayor is doing in our town or a city council, well, then kind of shame on us. Right. So we need to get back to getting into it a little bit. Uh, this sounds like a great well, it, It's a great way for people to, to put their toe in the water and to, to not be so intimidated by it. You know, think about it. We learned this eighth-grade civic stuff in what, a million years ago when we were in eighth grade or seventh grade? I, you know, most people don't remember it. When you start talking about it, they get a little tongue-tied. They get a little intimidated. If you can ease any of that, more power to them. So I'm excited for it, Sean. Good. It sounds like it was a great guest. It, look, education for America is always good. It's let always me, good. It helps strengthen our, our government. You know, I can't let an error go by. Um, I, I have to correct you on something. You said that it was ages ago that we were in eighth grade <laughs> civics. I know for a fact it was only about 10 years ago for you. And okay. I know for me, about 10 five years minutes. plus 10. Plus that's three right. That's right. Well, it's the truth doesn't always have to hurt. Hey, I heard an interesting statistic uh, Mark said on the first hour. 8,740 hours in a year, 33% of our life is spent at work. 33% is spent 
in bed resting, which I, I need to up mine. I guarantee mine's not 33%. But what do we do with the other 33% of our lives? Uh, you know, people say, well, I let the professional politicians, I let them, uh, you know, that's why I elected them. I hired them for this job mm-hmm. so that I can do my thing in my hometown. I can take my kids to soccer. I'm not bashing on soccer, by the way, but, you know, all of these different things. Folks, you know, that's a that's a lot of time. And in that time, that's the time where we're losing our country. I That's said true. at the top of the show, we're we're not in uh we're we're not on the precipice. We are over the side. We're starting to fall. And mm-hmm. I used to I used to say all the time that we've got to do this. We've got to save this country for our grandchildren. But the reality of it is the reality of it is it's no longer for our grandchildren. It's no longer for our children. It's for us. Right. We are uh, literally at the edge, and it, and and at some point or another, I, I see this a lot on on Facebook and Twitter. When are we going to wake up? Right. If not now, when? And this is yep. a, this is this is the time to wake up. We've I think we've we, we've woken up a little bit, Sean. I think the November elections were an indication that we are awake. And then here's the million dollar question: Now what do we do? Now what do we do? And uh, you know you get involved. You get involved. Even if it's on the local level, even if it's at your son or daughter's PTA, even if it's going to your city council, even if it's buying your local newspaper and reading the letters to the editor. Talk to a neighbor about the letter to the editor. Talk to the guy or gal while you're waiting in the pharmacy line to pick up your prescriptions. Talk to them a little bit about it. Get mm-hmm. involved. It's pretty easy to do. It, it's easy okay. to do. Places like what you're talking about are easy to do. Grade Gov, which of course is the website I have, make it easy to do. There's lots of ways to get involved. I urge people seriously, though, get involved. Now is the time. And you know what? It's fun. You make it fun, Sean. You make it fun. You make it easy. It it it's it's rewarding. And you know, freedom isn't free. It's just not free. It never will be free. You got to work for it. And that 33% of time that we're spending doing whatever, take a little bit of it and get involved. Get involved in your state, get involved in your local, get involved in your child's school, anything. Just get involved. Make that your your New Year's resolution, albeit a little late, for uh, the first half of this year. And then the second half of this year, drag somebody else to it. Yeah, I agree 100%. So um, one of the things that uh, I find to be interesting is – uh, you know the the general election for president it's a big deal i mean everybody's plugged in well i shouldn't say everybody such a pitiful small amount but so much more than local elections you mentioned uh mayor and school board i want to say i talk about this in my book excellence killed the church how mediocrity is destroying america listen that school board is critically mm-hmm. important that school board decides most often what your children read what the curriculum is common core anyone right right exactly exactly and the mayor and the school board and the city council those are great breeding grounds for smaller government those are great breeding grounds for telling your governor in a small way hands off my little town hands off my little school system hands off my uh, my local business district that's a great way to tell the governor you know if you learn the, the the government system from the ground up starting with as i say as we're talking about right now local government Hey, it might even spark you to get involved yourself. But but if nothing else, you become involved. If you've got skin in the game, if you're more involved, you're going to pay attention more. And that's never a bad thing to pay attention to our government as we know it. It is always better. Then start your children. If you pay attention, your children will pay attention. Your dinnertime uh, conversation can be about what the city council's doing or what's going on in the school board. You'll make a better citizen out of your child also. You know, I have this to say, and I love how you said that, make a better citizen out of your child. That's really what we're to do. There's a lot of talk about bullying and, <clears throat> you know, the whole uh, pink shirt, you know, you get a, a pink shirt and that's supposed to stop bullying. Uh, I'll tell you what will stop bullying. A lot of times if folks will stick up for the weaker kids and step in front of the, the bully kids and say, hey, not on my watch, not mm-hmm. on my school ground, you're not going to bully 
my friend around, or I don't know that kid, but just because he's littler doesn't mean you can bully him around. I'm not going to have it. Well, here's the crazy thing about making your kids a better citizen is when you make your kids a better citizen, that takes a lot off of your worry bucket. It takes a lot out of the worry bucket because when your kids are busy being good citizens, they're not busy uh, getting into trouble, getting pregnant, uh, you know, uh, failing out of school because they're plugged in. One thing's for sure that I know about, and uh, there's a kid, I'm going to say his name on the air because he's awesome. His name is Robert Hillgroup, and he's from North, uh, Northwest Philadelphia. This kid is amazing. Uh, he started, one, uh, I think, the largest student tea party in the country. Uh, he did that because he said, man, I, I want a future. And he's mm-hmm. got two great, two great uh, parents. Uh, for uh, His parents are just amazing. They're amazing patriots. But you know the crazy thing about it is, is that kid won't get into trouble because he's busy fighting for his country. And part of the problem is we've got to claim our country. And in many respects, Elizabeth, we have to claim it back from the government that we hired because mm-hmm. the government that we hired is drunk on power. Speaking of that government, tell me, Elizabeth, tell me what your impression of the new Congress is. Uh, tell, just tell our folks what, what you're kind of feeling at this point and who you see as really kind of driving to the front and, and who are our heroes. Well, let me just say this. The new, the new Senate and the new House, the new Republican Senate and the new Republican House, and, of course, I'm talking about the United States Senate, the United States House of Representatives, they've got a, they've got a lot on our plate. I, I don't want the listeners to think there's a lot they can do to undo and, and dismantle the mess that we're in, but they can sure poke this president in the eye. They can sure slow it down. I think they're going to start doing that. I've seen them starting to do that. Here's a good example. Uh, Right now, the Senate is debating the Keystone Pipeline permitting bill. Of course, that's the bill that would allow the Keystone Pipeline to be permitted, notwithstanding the objections that have been going on for the entire six, seven years this president's been around. He's been stopping it. And I know the listeners know the Keystone Pipeline is a a private sector uh, 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 project. It's not a federal government project. It would hire folks to work for a private sector company. They're multi-generational. In other words, Sean, you'd have the job for a while, and then maybe your daughter or maybe your son would get it after you, and then maybe their child. You're talking about multi-generational. It cuts the country right almost exactly in half if you take where the Keystone Pipeline is going to go and, and use it like a menu. If you, if you stuck it in the spine of a, um, of a menu, that's where the Keystone Pipeline would go, right in the middle of the country. It starts, unfortunately, though, in Canada. Because it starts in Canada, that means the federal government has to check the box on on giving it its permits, and they have been saying no. Well, the Senate right now has been debating. They debated all last week. They're debating this week whether to go ahead and permit, allow that to be permitted, notwithstanding the president. They're voting now on a procedural vote. I'm watching it as I'm trying to trying to uh, talk to you guys. The last time they voted on the overall bill, it had 63 votes. Two Republicans didn't vote. They weren't there, so you have to assume that would take it to 65. I'm going to ask the listeners to sort of dig back into their eighth-grade civics class. What does it take to override a presidential veto in the Senate? It's 67, Sean. They're only Hmm. too shy of that. They're only too shy of potentially overriding the president's veto, assuming he vetoes it. So before before we sign off here, I want to give the listeners a little bit of homework to do to try to get the Senate Republicans to help get them to 67, because there aren't 67 of them. It takes some Senate, de- uh, some Senate Democrat help. But over on the House side, you've got similar things going on. Here's a, here's a biggie that the House Speaker just did last week, and I'm, I know you've talked about it. He invited uh, Netanyahu over to the state of, to speak mm. to the uh, House and the Senate on a joint session of Congress. And boy, oh boy, did the President of the United States come unglued. Well, too bad, Mr. President. It's not your house. It's the Speaker's house. It's Amen. not your Amen. Senate. It's the se- Republican Senate right now, and they can have Mickey Mouse come talk to them if they want to. They decided they wanted Netanyahu to come talk to them. You know what I would love? 
I'd love for them to invite the president of France to come talk to him. And then you know what I would love for them to say? Sorry we didn't participate in your um, your unity rally. Sorry we were so boorish and rude that we couldn't send anybody to any of the funerals mm. of your terrorist attack. But let me just say the, the House and the Senate run by the Republicans, we are so, oh, sorry and we're sorry. And we're telling uh, – we're representing the American people because the House of Representatives is the American people's house. I think they can do more of that, and I look for them to do more of that. So that's just a little snippet of what they can do. No, they can't undo a lot of these laws. They're not going to have the votes to override. They might on a few things like the Keystone Pipeline. They might get a couple of over uh, to override the president's veto and therefore get the bill passed even though he stops it. But otherwise, they can do a lot of other stuff like that, and that is representing your voice. That's representing my voice. So I say go for it. You know, I um, something you said struck me because I find it to be a, a very underutilized tactic. Um, the because the president can veto uh, because we don't. It doesn't look like we have the votes for certain things. He's going to have to if he mm-hmm. doesn't want that policy to go through. And what a lot of people are saying, well, he'll never do that because that would make him tragically and and. Uh, from a legacy standpoint, immensely unpopular. I don't think this guy cares. I don't think he cares. So why would we hold off on doing what we know? Let's force him to put his name on it and sign that pen, sign that veto, and make and him stop stand the bill. For it. Absolutely, you're right. You know, I mean, he has told us, Sean, under no uncertain terms, that he wants to fundamentally transform America. That's what his legacy is. That's what his State of the Union address was. That wasn't a, an address on how to work with Congress, and here's their State of the Union, and here's the, the things that we're going to work on in the next year. That was right. a campaign speech. It was a campaign right. speech to tell us, this is how I want to continue to transform America. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's going to have to do that because the Republican House and the Republican Senate are going to send him bills that are going to try to shrink the size of the federal government, get us back into some kind of manageable budget, um, cut a lot of these programs that are infringing on a million of our rights on a daily basis from if you're a business person to if you're just a a plain regular citizen. Those bills are going to end up on the president's desk, and you're right. He's going to veto them, and he's going to be proud of it because, remember, he wants to fundamentally transform America. So the question will be, Will the House or the Senate be able to override? Remember, it takes both the House and the Senate to override. It takes both bodies. So mm-hmm. they're going to puzzle through which one, which body is going to send them the bill first because it will come back to that, that body first. That's important to note because in the case of the Keystone Pipeline, for example, as I said, there were 63 votes the last time they had a big vote on it. It takes 67. Mm-hmm. That's only four shy. Remember, we just talked about two of, the, two of the Republicans were missing for various reasons. So you can presume it really had 65. That's only two shy of being able to override. The Senate will be the, the, the uh, body that sends him that first bill because it will come back to the Senate first. Then the media is going to have to talk about what does it take to override? How does this work? Does he have 10 days to sign the bill? They'll give us a little civics lesson on how it all works, and then – You'll get to see, where is your senator on this? You'll get to try to sort of figure out, how did my senator vote? How come he voted against it? I'd like him to override the president's veto. I'd like to see the Keystone Pipeline permitted. I'd like to see 700,000 gallons of oil be floating through our nation and staying in our country and keeping us from having to buy um, oil from bad guys. I'd like to see that. I'd like mm-hmm. to see all those 40,000 jobs go to Americans, those multi-generational jobs. I'd like to see all of that. So mm-hmm. I think that's a great way for uh, – we talked at the beginning of the of the segment, Sean. Let's try to get folks involved. Here's a great way of getting them involved. Watch the Keystone Pipeline vote in the, in the end of the week or the middle part of the week. Watch it. Find out where your senator is. Is, is he or she voting for it or against it? If they're voting against it – Call them out on it. Say, wait a minute. I, you know, we want these jobs. This is a good bill. We want these jobs. And see if you can't build some momentum. You know, we talk about the federal government 
and the government in general sort of walking over us and and us sleeping on our rights. Here's one that I, I think the listeners will find kind of interesting. I bet you many of them have been to town hall meetings. If you haven't been to a town hall meeting, you certainly know what they are. Mm-hmm. They are they are meetings in your in your local towns, in your local gymnasiums, in your local um, chamber of commerce buildings, where the member of com- Congress comes, whether it's your House member or your senator. And if you're lucky, there's sort of a lottery system that allows you to get in the room. And if you're lucky, there's sort of a lottery system that picks the question you want to ask. And if you're lucky, you get on TV, your local TV station, asking your senator or your House member a question. Whoa, 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 whoa. You want to know the history of town hall meetings? They were our meetings. Sean, you and I had the meetings. You and I Mm -hmm. called the meetings. Mm-hmm. You and I had all of our neighbors and friends get on our horses and ride to this centrally located building. We talked about the members of Congress. We Preach it, Lady them. Patriot. Yeah, we we trashed them. We talked about them. We we decided where whether or not they were doing a good job. And at the end of that meeting, we sent a representative to our member of Congress saying, "Guess what? We had a town hall meeting, and you're doing a good job, bad job." This is what we want to do. Want you to do. This is what we don't want you to do. Whatever. They've completely hijacked them. Let's hijack yeah. them back. Well, so, you know, part of the reason why it was so easy to to do that, uh, I, I well, I shouldn't say so easy because these people had to get on horses. They had to travel in bad weather like today in the Northeast. I know it's not that in Florida, but you know, <laughs> they had to do this and 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 they they chose to do it. But here's here's the thing that really torques my jaw. Here's the thing that torques my jaw. Like in, in the state of Delaware, Senator Tom Carper, what he'll do is he'll send out a an email with a link about three minutes before it's supposed to start. No prior announcement mm-hmm. to the general public, but he'll send it out to his list of, of people in, in his camp that he's going to have a town hall meeting. Now, Delaware has one area code, 302. Uh, you can drive – from tip to tip in Delaware, from the, from one point to the other, in less than two hours, you can walk from the Atlantic Ocean to the the uh, Delaware Bay in five minutes. You can walk across the thinnest part in five minutes. You know, it's a tiny state. You can get anywhere in here. Let's say you have a, a, a meeting in the middle of the state. You can have a real meeting. But what he chooses to do is to take the coward's way out and have it via a telephone uh, calling system and you press a code, and then you get in a queue and, and all this stuff, and maybe you get your question answered. I've been selected to answer, to ask questions on several occasions, and he never answers them. He mm-hmm. always sends you a form letter and says, well, here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing about it. Uh, back in that time, everyone had a had a weapon. Everyone lived the Second Amendment, and this government knew I better not jack around with this with this citizenry because you know what they're not going to tolerate it because they won this country's freedom and they'll win it back one representative doing ill-advised things unconstitutional things at a time they'll do it they'll get in my face they knew i will have to face them but this uh political climate is the elites uh, except for some, I would say, you know, Mike Lee, uh, Ted Cruz, uh, some of the most humble people. And boy, did Scott Walker ever hit it out of the park this weekend. He's my he's my guy. I'm, I've been saying it for a long time. The way he handled Wisconsin, I know he's a governor, but the way he handled Wisconsin and everyone was against him. They hijacked the state capitol. They defaced, you know, a beautiful uh, historic building. There, they urinated in the hallways. They slept overnight. Uh, he won that back. He won, and he showed that he's doing it the right way. Uh, I love to see that kind of leadership. Ted Cruz, an amazing man, humble man. These are humble people. Um, you know, did Joni ever hit it out of the park with her state of the snoozer uh, promise <laughs> fest? Uh, she, Joni Ernst, she did such a phenomenal job. But, but. They're only as strong as us getting behind them. So on the one hand, I say get in the face of those that oppose freedom and liberty in the constitutional way. And on the other hand, I say spend equally as much time encouraging, lifting up, praying for those representatives that we know, they know, 
what they are to be doing, and they're doing it. You are exactly right, Sean. That is a that is a, a great point to make because most people think all they want, all they or most people react. All they want to do is holler at their member of Congress, praise them when they do, when they represent you well, when they cast a vote that represented you well, when they introduced a bill or voted on an amendment that represented you well. Tell them so. Thank you very much for representing me. I appreciate it. It represented my views or my my family's views or my business uh, partner's views very well, and I appreciate it. You are exactly right. Um, Going back to Keystone Pipeline, Senator Carper, your former governor, he voted for the Keystone Pipeline, but old Chris Coons voted against it. How about starting a campaign to try to get Senator Coons to join his colleague, Senator Carper, and voting for the Keystone Pipeline when they finally have the final vote. That would be one thing to to push for. Um, And you know what, Elizabeth, not to toot your horn, but to toot your horn, grade gov, I'm telling you folks, you say, well, how in the world do I know? Well, if the president had actually kept a promise, then we would have seen through his his encouraging transparency, we would have been able to read bills – uh, a certain number of days before they were voted on, and we will be able to understand because they'd be posted for everyone to see because he's going to be the most transparent president in history. Hook, line, and sinker, America fell for it. I didn't fall for it because nothing in this guy's past said that that's what he was about. However, we, on grade gov, you can find out what is your representative actually doing. How are they voting? Because, you know, they can say one thing, and I know this to be a fact because I've asked Carper point blank, how are you going to vote on this? And he said, I'm going to vote this way. And I said, great, that's the right way. I encourage you. I lift you up, and uh, I support you in this. I don't support you in everything because, man, are you liberal. But in this, I support you and I encourage you. Then I check up and see how the guy voted flat out lied. Wow. Flat out look me in the face and don't think that I wasn't on the phone immediately and all over social media on his social mm-hmm. media mm-hmm. saying on this date at this time via telephone or in person you told me you were going to vote this and then I screen capture and said this is how you voted. You mm-hmm. sir are a liar and it's mm-hmm. time for you to redeem yourself by coming here and saying why you did this. Mm-hmm. He never does. He never does. But I stay on him and others stay on him because you know what? It's just like you said. Oh, let's just talk about. Uh, I know this is a big thing, Congress, but practice with your mayor. You're going to bump sure. into your mayor at the grocery store. You're going to bump into your mayor at the post office. Sure. Practice sure. with him. Have a short yeah. speech. Know what's going on in your town and say, mm-hmm. you know what? This is important to our town. We don't want, you know, buildings taller than four stories. We don't want. Uh, we have enough convenience stores. We have enough gas stations. We don't want more. We don't want, you know, if if, if your issue is uh, no more big box stores, we have enough, then, then learn all you can about that. Learn all you can and then get involved, get engaged with your mayor because your mayor makes deals. Newark, Delaware, Newark, Delaware, uh, a, a really great example of this is this Bloom Energy. Have you heard of this? No, I have Bloom, not. Bloom Energy, 10 smokestacks. I, 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 the number that's coming to my mind is 100 feet tall. They're, they're giant smokestacks. Now, this is Newark, Delaware, home of the University of Delaware, mm-hmm. uh, not an industrial town by any stretch. And so they say, we're going to have this energy. This is going to be a, a, a sort of an agreement between the University of Delaware, uh, the uh, Army Corps of Engineers, uh, Aberdeen Proving Grounds, and uh, this Bloom Energy. And we're going to create this great energy thing. It's going to be synergistic. It's going to be wonderful. We're going to cut the cost of energy. We are going to innovate in energy and all this stuff. And then the people find out, uh, okay, this is already done. They're already building this thing. When they go on to the site, uh, if you can find an open gate, I'm not advocating doing this, but you can see you see, wait a second, this construction has already begun, and these smokestacks, there's 10 of them, and they're going to put out 100 times the pollution per stack that we currently have coming out of Delaware City, the oil refinery in Delaware. 
Now, how does all this stuff happen? This happens because they put a little thing in the paper saying, hey, we're going to have a vote on this, you know, at such and such a time at the New York City Council. City Council gets together. The mayor gets together. They say, hey, we're all going to make money on this. The University of Delaware says, hey, let's keep this quiet as much as we can. We'll get this through. Ultra-liberal organization, University of Delaware, ultra-liberal, led by ultra-liberals, but – and they're supposed to be for clean energy. They're supposed to be for all this stuff. But they got this through. Why? Because people in uh, positions of power make a ton of money, and they wield exponentially more power. Why? Because we were sleeping. Mm-hmm. We were sleeping, and, and all of a sudden it's a done deal. There's mm-hmm. no way to reverse it now. There's no way to, to stop this horrible thing. And this is, look, we don't need this in the state of Delaware. Give me a break. Um, so, so, okay, Elizabeth, let me, let me ask you, just from a practical standpoint, let's say I'm, I'm Michelle Citizen, and um, I always say Charlie Citizen, so I'm switching it up. I'm Michelle Citizen, and let's say I'm in Sussex County, Delaware, a fairly rural but resort town, and I, I want to do something, uh, in, let's, let's say starting in my town. What do I start with? Where do I start? Uh, my first suggestion would be start paying attention to your city council. Go to a city council meeting. Every city council meeting, bar none, is open to the public. Sit in the back. Don't ask a question. Sit in the back. You might be bored at the beginning. But you'll yeah. start learning a little bit about the personalities. You'll start learning about different city council members, which one tends to vote for everything, which one tends to question everything, this, that, and the other. Then there will be an issue that you will eventually care about. Whether it's a new road, a new bridge, a new uh, big box coming in, um, maybe they're going to add a sales tax, maybe they're going to add a drink tax. There's going to be something you're going to care about. Mm. And then then start figuring out where you are on the issue and start talking to your neighbors and friends about it and educate them. Here's the deal, Sean. Those city council people likely will end up in your state legislature at some point. They're going to be your House of Delegates or your, your, your state senators. So you want them to be good stewards of your vote. You want them to be good stewards of your money if we're talking about budget issues. So be on them. Get on them. Pay attention to what they're doing. Train them. Train them by just being a good citizen. And therefore, when they go to become your state representative in your state capital, they're going to be better. Maybe they, maybe they go on and one of them becomes your governor. He or she will be a better governor. Maybe one or two of them go on to be your United States senators. If they know all along the way how to do the job, if you make them better at their job by simply staying on them, that's going to be better for the country. So the first thing I would do is something as simple as that. If you're intimidated by your city council, go to PTA. Go to the PTA. Mm. Do the same thing. Sit in the back. Talk to people that sit in the back row. Talk to people afterwards at a coffee hour. What did you think of that? What did you th- start talking issues? Everybody has an opinion. You likely have an opinion on one or two things that you would hear almost every night that you would go to one of these. Start getting engaged. It's easy. It's fun. It makes you feel more attached to your nation. We have a wonderful nation. We have a wonderful federal government and state governments. But we, they're not wonderful if we let, just let them run amok. Girls gone crazy. If we let their, our government run amok, then they're not going to end up staying so wonderful. So that's my initial reaction. Um, talk to friends and neighbors. Go on to sites like gradegov.com. Find out what your senator's doing. Find out what some of these other guys. Maybe you, maybe you start watching the news a little bit and learn about a couple of people that live across the country. Start following them. There's a million ways to do it. Get engaged. Stay engaged. And then, you know what? Talk to your kids about it. You know, there are tools. Uh, I'll break it down for folks. Uh, This can be for Michelle in Sussex County, too. Uh, You know, even as it relates to uh, sex offenders, that's a big thing now. Sex offenders in your neighborhood, sex offenders that work, they have to, if they work in your neighborhood, they have to report. Uh, they have to self-report. There's there's no choice in the matter. They have to do it. Take the time to go on the website. Uh, All you do is type in sex offender and type in your zip code, and then you can break it down. You can find out. Just even do that. Listen, you would be amazed, and I'm sure you know this, Elizabeth. People would be amazed at the the sex offenders 
that are around them. Mm-hmm. That live in uh, your neighborhood. That live, live in your the, neighborhood. The end of your block, or live around the corner, or the other cul-de-sac, or the neighbor. Yeah. You, you're you're exactly right. Yeah, there's. Uh, I was helping someone out, and uh, they um, they were concerned because they said, you know, there's some odd people hanging out uh, at the um, hanging out at the at the, the where the kids wait on the school bus, oh, and. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and and it was uh it was a they were very concerned about it and I said, "Okay. Well, I can help you out with that. I have some skill set and some tradecraft and experience in that area. So let's let's do some research." So I punched in their address. I said, "Show me where the where the kids um you know, get, you know, get the catch the school bus." And sure enough, the house that was directly adjacent to the school bus stop happened to contain not one, but two convicted child sex offenders who could not be around children and they were walking to the edge of their yard which is directly right adjacent to where the kids stand and wait for the school bus okay here's moms here's dads here's a call to mom and dads how about go to the school board and say i want the school bus moved i want the school bus stop moved here's why i want it moved you can make a simple argument. If you don't have to be a a, a, a a Harvard graduate, it's pretty simple. You just made the case. Moms and dads know how to make cases like that and passionately when it comes to their children. There's a good one to get involved, and there's a good one for to take care of children, to make sure your children are safe. There's a perfect example of that. It's easy to do. It it's it serves a huge huge. You're not a you're not throwing that child molester necessarily under the bus, but you're saying I don't want to tempt him or her. So let's just move the school bus stop. That's right. That's How right, hard that's right, that's is right. that? You're exactly right. There's a uh, we have a caller on from I believe Philadelphia. Let me take this call and let me okay. see what they have to say. Hello, you're on. You're on barefoot in the snow days, boots for your battlefield, the collision of faith and politics. Hey, Dr. Sean, it's Bob from Philadelphia. How you doing? Bob from Philly. How are you? Good. I have a question for Elizabeth. Okay, Bob. Uh, every time, uh, like, like congressmen always email me, they're asking for money all the time, but they never, they never uh, do what they say they're going to do. Why do they always ask us for money? Well, obviously, the, the 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 big the big the obvious answer and the big answer is they need money to run run for re-election, and and they can't run for re-election without your money. Um, I mean, they can only borrow so much money; they've got to get it from the average citizen. So they're constantly standing there with you, their hand out, looking for money from you. You know what, Bob? Turn the tides. Tell them you'd love to support them, but they need to start supporting your views. And here's how they can support your views. Go on things like gradegov.com. Uh, it, go write Senator Casey and Senator Toomey and say, hey, guys, uh, you know, I, I'd love to support you in your reelection, but I'd also like to see you voting on issues that concern my family and put in a few of those. But, you know, Bob, the one good thing, a neat thing about gradegov.com, for example, when you write a letter to a member of Congress, it stays on gradegov.com. It stays on the website. It stays on that member of Congress's page, unless you're disrespectful and you drop a few uh, profanities. Otherwise, keep it clean, keep it respectful, and they read those letters. They can they can go on the site themselves in the quiet of the night, figure out what grade they're getting. Are they getting a B? Are they getting a C? Are they getting an F? And then they can read your letters. Plus, it creates a whole sort of dialogue with other people. Bob, there are other people, I'm sure, that, from Philadelphia that feel the same way. Why do I always get mail from my member of Congress asking for money? How come I can't ask him to do stuff? It, it, that's one way you can do it. But the short answer is he or she wants to be reelected, and he or she needs money to be reelected. They've got to pay the campaign ads. They've got to pay all the billboards. They've got to pay all the campaign workers. So they need your help. But you know what? You need them to represent you well, and it's an easy thing to do, and it's, 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 it's the, the way that our representative government should work. So go for it. Absolutely go for it. Thank you. Yes, sir. That dog will hunt. Thank you for your call. Appreciate your calling. So, so here's the thing, uh, you know. And and before we heard from Bob from Philly, uh, we 
we're talking about the the sex offender and and getting the school bus uh, stop moved. Now, from a practical standpoint, that is so daunting for some people because they've never dipped their finger into politics. They said, "I'm I don't talk about politics. I don't talk about religion. You know, that's just not my thing." I would submit to you, and I and I talk about this in my book. Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. You can get it at drshawngreener.com, D-R-S-H-A-W-N-G-R-E-E-N-E-R.com. Uh, listen, folks, you can do that. You can you can get that book and read it. It'll take you not even a day. And in that book and, and on this show, you're learning things like why you can't abdicate. You can't say, well, I don't talk about uh, religion and politics. Let me tell you something. Religion and politics are inexorably linked. Because religion should impact politics. It should impact public policy. But we've abdicated. We've said, you know what, I'm not going to be a political uh, talker. I'm not going to be a, a person who's involved in these such things. I'm, I'm just going to stay out of it because it's a dirty business. Well, you know what, when, when, when the good people stay out of politics, it Bad it people retains. end up in politics. They win. They win the day, and right. and and they 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 uh they rule because we've abdicated our responsibility. And and I and I'll tell you, I like what you said about Bob from Philly, uh, GradeGov. dot com. I'm telling you, folks, and I have no I have no uh, horse in that race. I I just know what Elizabeth does. I go to GradeGov all the time. I'm telling you, it's powerful. It is a tool that you can wield with incredible influence and power. And it's easy. It is easy, Sean. I always pledge that it'll be free. But, you know, here's another thing that I, I you know, I, I, I know the listeners know this if they think about it. Members of the House, members of the Senate, they're constantly worried about their popularity. Aren't they, aren't they sort of in a perpetual popularity contest all the time in their mind? So if they want to know how they're doing with you, with me, if they want to know how they're doing in a certain county, if they want to know how they're doing in the middle part of the state, they can go over to GradeGov. They don't have to ask a staff, hey, go find out what the University of Delaware thinks of me. They can go over to GradeGov themselves. They can look at their own page. They can read the letters. They can figure out I'm getting a B or I'm getting a C. Hey, what's up with that? Yesterday I was getting a B. I better read the letters. I better find out. Who's this guy, Sean? In Delaware, he's mad at me. He gave me a D because I did fill in the blank. Boy, I better rethink, or maybe I, I'm glad I did it, and Sean just needs to get over it. You see what I'm saying? You can and, almost have private dialogues with your members of Congress because the site is up there. It's up there for all to see, and the members of Congress are constantly looking at it because it allows them to figure out what their popularity is Generally, when you go on and use gradegov.com, you're going to pick a grade. It's going to be just like the grades we got in school, A, B, C, D, or F. Once you figure out the grade you want to give, you hover over it, it'll change color, and then the site prompts you to write a letter. Once you grade that member of Congress, it doesn't even have to be yours. You can go grade Nancy Pelosi if you feel so desired. Mm. Once you grade whoever that is, your grade then factors in. It averages just like the grades did in school. It averages over all the other grades, and that produces that member of Congress's grade point average. And mm -hmm. it shows up as a Republican grade point average, Democrat grade point average, in-state grade point average, in-district if it's a House member. You can affect all of that by simply going on gradegov.com, figuring out who you want to grade, figuring out, am I going to give him an A, am I going to give her a C, am I going to give her an F, and then following up with the letters explaining why you did it. They'll read the letter. They'll look at the grade. They'll try to get their grade up because, remember, they're always, just like Bob said, they're always looking for money. They're always looking for money, and they're always looking for that A+. Plus. You have the power to give them an A+, plus, a D+, plus, a C+, plus, and then tell them why. And you can do it every day if you want to. Here's the crazy thing. Um, you know, going to GradeGov and, and writing the letters uh, and, and getting the response, let's say you grade somebody an F, uh, your, your senator may be an F, and that senator sees it on GradeGov. They, you know, they get the letter. They see it there. Gosh, you know, why does this guy in, in Michigan hate me so much? You know, he gave me an F. Nobody likes Fs. But if he has heard from that guy in Michigan a hundred times and he's heard and he knows 
guy from Michigan who's mad, who just wrote me out an F in a big Sharpie, big red Sharpie, you know what? He is also a guy who is not just bluster. He's not just talk. He's not just hyperbole. The guy goes on my Facebook page, my public Facebook mm-hmm. page. He goes on my Twitter account. He goes on my LinkedIn. He goes on my everything that I have in, in social media, and he says, this is what you said you would do. This is what you did. I call that a lie. Are mm-hmm. you a liar, or did you make a mistake? You need to explain. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, uh, and when they know that it's a person like that, not a person that just talks, they know it's a person that's real. That's real and says, hey, I, 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 listen, I'm not going to sit idly by. When they know it's that person, that gets their attention. We want to it's grab sure the power back. I love what you said about what a great civic lesson, audience. Elizabeth told you a few minutes ago that town hall meetings, they, they weren't the Congress uh, to call. That was us. We had a town hall meeting and we said, we're going to be talking about you. You can come and, and be applauded or defend yourself. But, this but is- we're going to hold them, and we're going to talk about the job you're doing. And then we'll, we'll send somebody to report back to you what we think of you. And, boy, has that been turned on its head. Let's turn it back. One yeah. way is, as I said, grade gov. But there are other ways, Sean. But the, the whole point of this, and you started out beautifully, get involved. Get involved and stay involved, even if it's even if it's going to your child's PTA, even if it's sitting in the back of your city council and never saying a thing, but learning your city council members, learning a little bit about them. If that's all it is to you, that's something because you know what? You'll develop an opinion, and your opinion matters because the, our representative government is made up of millions and millions of yous, millions and millions of me's. So your opinion matters. You'll eventually express your opinion. Maybe it'll take you a while, but that's that, that's the proverbial toe in the water. And as I said, I encourage everybody, even if it's even if it's late, it's not the perfect New Year's resolution now because it's a little late. Make it your New Year's resolution to get involved in some way between now and summer, and, and then after summer, grab somebody else and get them involved. And in the meantime, tell your kids what you're doing. Guess what I did yesterday, kids? I, I, I went to a city council meeting, sat in the back. I listened to some of the debate. What do you think about whether a big box should come? What do you think of a red light camera coming to the main, uh, our main st- Whatever it is, your kids have an opinion too. Your children have an opinion. Talk to your neighbors. Again, Sean, we live in a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful free country. It's a wonderful representative government, but we've got we to gotta work at it to keep it free and keep it representative. Amen. You know, folks, uh, Elizabeth is going to be with us every month, and, and we so appreciate it. But let me, let me say this to you, America. You need to know that before you came patriots who wrote a check written in blood, their own mm-hmm. blood, and they fought for our freedom. And you know what? If you want to pay, uh, just pay in some way homage to them and honor the sacrifices they made. I talk about gold star families all the time. Listen, folks. You, If you want to earn your liberty and your freedom, you do it this way. You do it this way. Not everybody can join the military. Not everybody can. But you know what you can do? Everybody has a phone. Everybody has a means by which they can contact their representatives. Everybody has a way to get involved. And I'm telling you today, you are either going to get involved or you're going to get run over by slavery. You're going to get run over by tyranny. Elizabeth, thank you for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to have her back every month, and we're excited to do so. John, this is wonderful. Thank you so much. Everybody have a wonderful, blessed week. It's a wonderful week. Stay warm and stay dry. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us, audience. I so appreciate it. I love your comments and chat. I love your encouraging messages on Facebook. Dr. Greener returns next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And in the meantime, he'll be working to restore your freedom and your liberty. He will engage in the collision of faith and politics for you and with you. In the meantime, remember to follow him on Twitter at Eminor Quietus. 
That's E-M-I-N-O-R-Q-U-I-E-T-I-S. That's Latin for Quiet Menace. And follow him on Facebook. Dr. Greener's controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, is available on Amazon and at other fine booksellers. Or you can get a copy directly through his website, www.drshawngreener.com, where you can also listen to interviews and speeches and messages free of charge. Show archives are available on iTunes through drshawngreener.com. <laughs> 